1: Offer valid on select AK systems that's through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Want
2: those idiots who believe in
3: analytics. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game right here at Visa, the sports betting network. Just like the man said, Visa.com, the Visa app, anywhere you take in a, we appreciate it. Uh, on the show today, Paul Carr to talk Euro 2020 with us after our first few days of the European Championships. Uh, Paul will be with us pretty much every day this week to talk Euros with us. It's that time of the year. Um, and we'll talk about uh, what he's learned from the first few days, what he thinks about uh, the remaining games today, and obviously a uh, a harrowing experience experience in that, uh, in that Denmark-Finland game, which we'll talk about as well. Chrissy Andrews, my Mishbucha, joins us from behind the desk here at the South Point Hotel uh, Sportsbook. Not literally, but his perspective from behind that desk. Jason Weingarten, all things baseball, among other things. Got to ask Jason about really two macro questions. One, now that there appears to be some sort of indication that the spin rates are getting lesser, uh, what does this do for betting? What does this do for his approach? What is real? What is not? And also uh, for his MVP tickets and all these award futures that he's looking at, um, what does the team have to be? What does the team have to be record-wise for him to consider them really live? Andy McNeil on hockey, one game under the belt uh, between the Islanders and the Lightning. Islanders up one nothing. We'll talk to him about perhaps the best way, if you have an inkling to bet the Canadians, what's the way to do it? Series price right off the bat, or is there another more creative way of doing it? Um, and a whole bunch more to talk about. But ladies and gentlemen, to kick off the show today, and kind enough to uh, hang out with us for most of the first hour, maybe longer. I don't know. We'll see how comfortable he gets. Ladies and gentlemen, it's producer number five, also the host of Bet Center here at uh, at Veasan. It's Jeff Parlay. Jeff Parles, how you doing, Jeffrey? I'm good, Gil. It's it, it's always a pleasure
2: to actually, because. The last time I was in with you, it was still the, we haven't had daylight savings at this point, so it's very nice to wake up and actually see the sun when driving in to be on with you, as opposed yes. to it being uh, close to pitch black still. What do we get, like a, f-
3: a couple more, we- one more week of that, and then does it change, like with the, with the, equi- no, that's when it peaks in the, a week.
2: The, the, the uh, what, uh, summer solstice is the 21st, right? 21st, that's yeah, the so peak that's, uh, of that. that's, seven days from
3: now. Yeah, yeah. and then after that, it's, it all of, goes
2: backwards, yeah. all downhill from there, Gil. Yeah. I don't
3: know. There's little problems we could solve here today. Trying to figure out something. By the way, congratulations to Matt Humans on the win. I heard he hit uh, Garrick Higo at the uh, Palmetto Championship at Congaree. So another South African Garrick Higo. Uh, you didn't have Higo, did you, by any chance?
2: I uh, my, my dad actually had Higo. Did he really? He, t- he took him before the fourth round yesterday at 20 to 1. So he didn't have the number that Humans had, which Matt had about, I think, 60 to 1, 65 to 1 on
3: Higo. It's a beautiful
2: thing. Uh, but. Uh, Look, uh, nice, uh, nice comeback for Higgo, and a nice collapse by uh, Hadley. So, uh, right. taking full
3: advantage of that. Yes, Chesson Hadley, who ends up finishing one back. Actually, six golfers finishing one back. Of course, this is a U.S. Open week, so as the week progresses, we will go full bore United States Open, golf's third major of the year. We'll have Brady Cannon on the subject, Chris Felica, Todd Wright. Everybody wants to chime in on that. Uh, you don't have any plays in pocket for the U.S. I Open? I have nothing as of right now. I
2: have nothing either. I, I, I highly doubt I'm going to take a, take the futures market. I'm going to wait and see what the top 20s are and probably fire on about two or three of those. Did Tony Finau, I know will, I will fire on.
3: <laughs> will you really for, for sure? For top 20? Yeah. Hey, the, he doesn't K-10. win, but he finishes in the top 20. Did you find your time on the East Coast during the pandemic? Was that sort of your personal betting discovery thing where you were like, oh, golf, oh, oh, there's I mean, so many man,
2: options? Well, yeah, well, of course, because it's top, it's top, 10, top 20, top 30. I mean,
3: were well, they, were, they were even offering top twenties for the first round, right? Yeah, yeah, they, were, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. they
2: were first uh, first round top twenty, which worked in the PGA, did not work in the other two majors a year ago. Yeah, uh, the top thirties and top forties. I mean, top thirty, top forty. There are guys who you see on the tour every single week that are pretty nice prices at top 30 and top 40 still. So those are the markets. If that ever came out here, those would be the markets I would bet every single week. Those top 30 and top 40s just take plus prices on guys. Basically, if you're taking top 40, they got to make the cut. That's basically the big handicap on that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'll be all over it, just not yet. I'm with you. I haven't, I haven't really uh, got anything in pocket, but we'll uh, increase the coverage on the U.S. Open as the week goes on. Uh, tennis this weekend uh, hit on uh, Barbara Krajikova to win the women's final at the French Open. She did so three-set match over Anastasia uh, Pavlochenkova. so that was good. It had nothing on the uh, Djokovic-Titsipas match which ended up being an epic five-setter in favor of Novak Djokovic coming back from two sets down. And I'll say what I've said many times on this show before. Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer are better at tennis than anyone in the world is at anything. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay joining us today uh, right here on Numbers Game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, talking about all kinds of things. We're getting to basketball here momentarily, I promise you. Um, But I just want to say just like for people who – who, for people who don't appreciate and I know I know look we try to really push tennis on this show and we've had some kind of impact you know south points offering a whole bunch more tennis uh, and I'd like to think it's it's gotten people all over uh, who listen to this show listen to this network and and follow on twitter really into it more and more but if you cannot appreciate the 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 talent the epic talent of someone like Djokovic and Tsitsipas too by the way and and what Krajicek did on the women's side to fight through that pressure, to perform through that pressure, the you as t- when we play tennis with Wishnet, he's like <laughs> he calls me Gilly Ice because he says I crack under the mental, I don't have the mental fortitude. <laughs> just at the Las Vegas Invitational, imagine what these guys do. So anyway, the tally right now is Nadal twenty, Federer twenty. Talking about single slam titles, Djokovic nineteen. Djokovic in the semis, dropping Nadal to his career record at Roland Garros to 105 and three, and what Djokovic is doing not only trying to tie uh, Nadal and Djokovic and Nadal and Federer rather for career singles titles uh, at Wimbledon, which is going to happen here in a few weeks, because we immediately shift to grass, the shortest season there is, fastest from slowest surface to fastest surface. Um, but he's also now in play for the Slam, the the Grand Slam of 2021. Which hasn't happened in tennis since nineteen sixty eight, I believe, it was Rod Laver. Rod Laver. So that's what he's chasing as well. And by the way, if he wins Wimbledon, the U.S. Open, the the conversation for best of all time may have a new leader. It, it
2: again, Gil. It's just amazing that these three gentlemen have based have played in the same era too. It's incredible, and it's like just it's a statistical anomaly that all three of them have won as many majors as they have. Obviously, just. Again, winning it all basically in the same time period, but... As you've said, they are better tennis than anyone else is at any other thing on this planet. It's That's incredible. how good the three of them yes, are.
3: Yes, it's incredible. And uh, and we'll get to Wimbledon. There's obviously prelim uh, tournaments. So we're not going to focus too much on that, but we'll get to Wimbledon here in a, in a few weeks. Um, Friday we did primetime action, which I did with Matt Brown, Daniel Olivari, and Kelly Bidley, Though Kelly got muted on Friday, uh, we did it from circa, and I had uh, I had two plays. I had a baseball play, and I had well, I had, I had the tennis play on, on Krajikova too, which ended up the next day. But at a baseball play on the Giants was plus 157. Uh, it was the same play I had on Thursday, but it got rained out. It was the, the price that I liked on the Giants versus Max Scherzer. As it turned out, Max Scherzer didn't make it through more than 12 pitches. Might not have been the difference in the game. Giants only scored one run anyway, held up, one nothing. Mike Tauchman with an amazing play in center field to Rob Juan Soto, a home run to preserve that victory for Tony Disco, Anthony Discofani, and the Giants. So that was a good thing in terms of my picks. But, and this is where we get to basketball. But I had the Hawks on the money line in Game 3-2. And that's one of those plays, and I just want to sort of th- start the basketball conversation with this, because Philadelphia-Atlanta game four is tonight mm-hmm. in Atlanta as Atlanta tries to even up the series two games apiece. There are three-point dogs now in this game. That play made me feel stupid real quick. And real quick, I was like, the whole Ben Simmons guarding Trey Young thing, like I didn't consider that to be fade-out-complete for this series. Do you think this series is, and I don't want you to take this literally, but by and large, do you think if the Sixers just keep playing the defense they're playing that this is donezo? With one huge caveat, that
2: Joel Embiid doesn't aggravate the knee any further. Right. As long as he is on the court, and look, he's looked pretty healthy for a dude with a torn meniscus Sure has. for the last three games. If he stays healthy, there's no reason Philadelphia should lose this series. And look, in game one, Gil, it was three really good quarters for Atlanta. And look, we're prisoners of the moment. It it happens to the best of us. But I think everyone, including myself, kind of overreacted a little bit to how good Atlanta looked in game one. And all Doc Rivers really had to do was – Get Danny Green off of Trey Young. But we said that after yeah, the game. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. And what happened? Simmons guards Trey Young the majority of game two. You had know, times where Atlanta got back into that game. Danny Green was on him. Shocking. Game three, Danny Green actually goes out with the injury. Danny Green's going to miss the rest of the series with his injury. So hand was kind of forced that yeah. Simmons and Thybul were going to have to guard him the whole game. What happened? Philly wins comfortably, and that result was never in doubt. So yeah, if Embiid stays on the floor. And Simmons continues to guard Young. I don't see how Atlanta wins this series unless if they shoot about sixty percent from three, which they did do in game one for three
3: quarters, but we know that's not sustainable. No no love on the Hawks uh plus five hundred here, adjusted series price down two to one. No,
2: no. I, I again, Embiid is by far the best player in this series. I, I know there there were people who were talking about that Trey Young may be the best player in this series. No, no, no. No. <laughs> he, he's not. Uh but uh but look, it's it's just one of those two where the Sixers now with the injuries up for Brooklyn, if you're Philadelphia, the window is all of a sudden opened yet again for this season. Because yes. if, Ky- if Kyrie can't come back, yes. we know Harden's hampered. We know Kyrie's probably hampered even if he plays in game five. Philadelphia playing against a Kevin and Durant-only Brooklyn team, Philadelphia can beat them. Well, let, let's
3: start. Yeah, I was going to go chronologically, but, let, but let's go to that. So this entire playoffs, let me, let me see if you agree with this or not. It feels like it's kind of been a dud or injuries are affecting what's happening, right? So it's, yeah. it's both of these things are happening. So, so Milwaukee and Brooklyn, the other series in the Eastern Conference, obviously, with net, which is now tied up at two games apiece, after Kyrie goes down yesterday in the second quarter, lands on Giannis's foot, Tweaks his ankle, x-rays negative. That's the good news. The bad news is it looks like Kyrie and Harden are both out for Game 5 against the Bucks. Nothing confirmed yet, but that's at least the buzz now. Game Five's tomorrow night, where Milwaukee is now a two-and-a-half-point road favorite on that news. Uh, you're giggling already. We'll get to, we'll get <laughs> just, to this momentarily.
2: It, 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 it's still funny to just hear that kind of like in game two where the market totally lost its mind. Yeah. This is a little different, obviously
3: though. a little different, but you're right. Game two, where we were all like, how what's the steam on the bucks. That yeah. was adorable. What was that about? Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, so the series price now on this, when Brooklyn was up two to one and Kyrie was healthy, the Nets were minus 410-ish on the series. The Bucks were plus 315 coming back. Now that it's tied 2-2, and the report is that neither Harden nor Kyrie, Harden with the hamstring still, Kyrie uh, with the ankle now, uh, now that it, the report is that n- neither of them are going to play, all of a sudden you have the Bucs as the favorite, as high as minus 125 here at BetMGM, and the Nets plus 100. I mean, that ankle tweaking on on Giannis's foot is a seismic shift, not only in this series, but for the 19, you know, for the 19, for the 2021 NBA championship. We, um, now, we don't know. One of them could magically appear, right? Like, it would not surprise me if Kyrie appeared in this game, but right now doesn't look like they are. Well,
2: and Gil, the injuries have been the story because just, even if you flip it to the West, if Anthony Davis doesn't get hurt, right. The Lakers are probably steam, are, are are sweeping the Denver Nuggets instead of the Phoenix. At least up. they had a shot to, yeah, be, to be
3: there, a hundred percent. But isn't that so poetic for this NBA season? The and year of well, the injuries.
2: Injuries have been the story the whole the yeah. whole year, and in, in the postseason again, Chris Paul's injury at least early in that Phoenix Lakers series was the story. Mm-hmm. He gets healthy, Davis gets hurt. LeBron was already hampered. Phoenix destroyed them, and then steamrolled Denver. Obviously, but look for this Brooklyn Milwaukee series now. The big question is, how good is Kevin Durant? How good is he? Is he, he even though he is, to me, now that he's healthy again, he's the best offensive player on planet Earth. There's no arguing that. But with the way that this series is gone, when at the end of game three, he almost carried them back, but then Bruce Brown kind of lost his, his, his mind at the end and took all those shots. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, after Kyrie went out, I don't know if you got this feel, but it was the first time that KD... Really, in a Brooklyn uniform, started started forcing, started pressing, and yeah. the fact that he was pressing, it kind of indicates to me that he realizes, oh, this is now all on well, me. We and he's never even been in that position in his career, right? Because Westbrook, he had Westbrook in Oklahoma City, and then Just obviously in going. Golden State, he had the multitude of superstars around.
3: Just him. where I was going. So we we've never he's He's a superstar, and we like to think of him as the you know when it was LeBron and Katie we say oh the second best player in the world right. they had that famous commercial where they might back be the, of best the best player in the world now. Be the, might, might be the best yeah. player in the world now, but is the best player in the world a dependent player ultimately in a in a playoff situation as great as he is, and that's mm-hmm. not meant as a knock there's just he's a different kind of player, of course, right so I mean, what could you say about a uh, a seven footer who does everything even though he's listed as less um so anyway, here these are your Eastern Conference odds, and now currently, as you see it, the Bucks neck and neck with the Nets, both at plus one sixty five. The Sixers just really a tick away at two to one with the two to one lead on the Hawks, and now facing the prospect of perhaps playing the Bucks and not the Nets, and then the Hawks fifty to one. Um, you know, so I mean, but that's this is this is the NBA season. Does it? I, I guess before we get to the other two two series, one of which is done already now, does, does it feel to you? Obviously, it's as legitimate as they come, right? Of course. You, whoever wins the NBA championship, it's legit, injuries or not. But does, is there a sense of you, is there a sense for you that somehow it's diminished a little? Well, people say it's diminished because the
2: Western Conference Final, I think, is going to be Utah and Phoenix. And but they were one and two. I, exactly. That, yeah. that, that's why I think it I I think that argument is is silly. They were it's a shortened season. Both of those teams won fifty plus games in a 72 game season. That's damn impressive. however you, you flip it. And look, I, I guess at least from the Brooklyn perspective, yeah, you can even though Harden got hurt in game one, Kyrie's healthy and doesn't get hurt and it's the two superstars. Brooklyn's not losing that series. They're going to, they're gonna, even if they win in seven, they're still beating Milwaukee and probably beating Philly with just Kyrie and Katie. even if Harden doesn't reappear, Gil.
3: Our buddy Paul Spore at uh-huh. Fangraph says this is about baseball players, and he talks about it through the prism of fantasy, not necessarily betting, but he says, being healthy and showing up is a skill. That's very important. And over a 162-game schedule, that really matters. Yeah. But, you know, you can apply that here and say, Harden, Durant, and Kyrie, let's just say it one more time. Uh, the big three—Harden, KD, and Kyrie—played only eight games together this regular season. Eight games and a grand total of two hundred and two minutes together. Mm-hmm. And then they played, of course, together in the first round, and then forty-five seconds of the next round,
4: right? Or whatever it was, I mean, right? Not even less yeah. than a minute.
3: So that's—I mean, yeah, it stinks. But you know, I, I think of Spore every time I, I, I say
2: that. Well, I mean, for and again, you—you you brought it up. I mean, Brooklyn has. It's been injury whack-a-mole for them the whole year. Yeah. It, it was it was K D who missed chunks at time. Then it was Kyrie, then it was Harden. Then it was I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie's barely played this year. I mean, they've they've had injury whack-a-mole the entire season and just the, the mole getting getting hit on top of the head at the wrong time right now.
3: Would you play we asked about uh, would you would you take the Hawks at five to one, would you play either the Bucks or the or the uh, Nets moving forward in this series? Bucks light favorites? I can't play Milwaukee. I can't either. I can't do it because... But I can't play the Nets. And, and, either. and, and it's just
2: tough to play Brooklyn right now without sure. knowing what Kyrie is. But just for the Milwaukee sense, if Kyrie and Harden don't play again in this series, and you're the Bucks,
3: and you don't win this series... <laughs> I said before yeah. game three, I said uh, on primetime action, I said... It's hard to say that any one game has a tremendous amount of pressure on any one coach, but you could make a case that game three of this series had more pressure on Coach Budenholzer oh, than <laughs> any coach ever. But now that you put it this way, now that they've tied it up 2 to 2 and, and the Kyrie injury on top of the heart injury, you might be right. Now it's now it's even... No, <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: there's crossroad moments for franchises. Yeah. If you're Milwaukee, you have to win this series Oh, got You got have to, to win If it. they don't play in game Assume, five. Assuming, yeah. again... It, we're not seeing Harden. No. And Kyrie was in a Boudin crutches yesterday after that game, according to the reports mm-hmm. from ESPN. It's hard to imagine if he could be ready to go less than 40, about 48 hours later after the injury.
3: So uh, let's go. So game five, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't touch the spread either. Two points in favor of, of Milwaukee. I on would only
2: I would only money line Brooklyn. Well,
3: you that have, would be the only thing I would do here. I would say it's like any other NBA game this season where you have to wait for the injury report. Like right. Five minutes before the game. Like, I don't know, is Kyrie playing or not? Tonight, Philadelphia-Atlanta is the first of two. I mentioned Philadelphia's three, three-and-a-half point favorites depending on where you're shopping right now. Mm-hmm. Would you lay the three? Yes, I would. You would. I, I think this series is,
2: is done. Cool. I, I think it's done. Yeah. I think the, just the, it took one adjustment from Doc Rivers. Get Ben Simmons of the majority of the time on Trey Young, and it slows Young down enough that, look, the Knicks had no one that could really guard him. That's why the Hawks won that series easily, and also the Knicks had a miracle season, and the,
3: the luck ran out. It was going to happen at some point. Other game yesterday is Phoenix, of course, uh, swept Denver. Uh, in a game that really they it, they led between it seemed like two and nine points the whole time roughly, uh, And they end up winning by seven. Nikola Jokic gets gets uh, run what, from the what game. What a ridiculous ejection! You thought oh, it's oh, it nonsense. Yeah, that that was not a flagrant two. So, if I had told you before these conference semis that one of these series is going to be a sweep, would you have ever picked that one? Uh, that. W- would have been probably the third choice third choice
2: yeah because utah clippers no, no way no way the the buck the the uh the Nets sweeping the bucks would have been my first pick I and then agree. philly over atlanta but i would agree uh, more likely of the two western series but that's more a testament to how even i thought the top of the bracket was but phoenix look when a team tells you how good they are in a regular season we should probably listen gill yeah. And 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 that's just what it was. The Suns are much better than the Nuggets especially without Jamal Murray and look uh even with Jokic's greatness Jamal Murray's injury was that was the difference. That was the only that was why this was a sweep. That's why Phoenix was significantly better here. It's
3: another, it's another one of these, the year of the injury. If they had Jamal Murray, how live would the Nuggets have been to be an actual contender They here? would have at least made it a six-game series here against Phoenix, probably seven. Oh, for sure. For sure. We'll ask there's one more series, obviously. It's game two of the doubleheader tonight between Utah and the Clippers. Clippers five and uh skills called five exactly five point if not four and a half point favorites at home in game two as they try to not up their series at two games apiece we'll get uh parlays thoughts on that get your thoughts on hockey too if you would bet the canadians in any shape or form coming back on a numbers game on a monday right here at v the sports betting network
5: A numbers game with Gil Alexander.
3: With basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call one. 800 522 4700 It's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number five. Uh, just like old times back here in uh, studio talking uh, NBA. We'll get to the NHL here momentarily. But obviously the Phoenix Suns now, who sweep the Denver Nuggets, await the winner, and they might be waiting a while, of the Utah Jazz-LA Clippers series. Jazz took the first two games at home. Clippers took game three in a uh, pretty convincing fashion. Blowout in the end in game three. And uh, it's game four tonight. They try to knot up the series at two games apiece. The Clippers do four and a half or five point favorites in favor of the clip show is I guess the the biggest thing with all these for me is none of these feel that bettable to me. I guess Philly a little bit now, but I mean, I'm not Milwaukee, Brooklyn. I got to wait. This one, I have no clue. So
2: this is the first total that is starting get it starting to get in a range where I think it belongs, because Utah, at least these totals through the Memphis series and in the first few games of this series, and I know it's a different era where two twenty one, two twenty two yes. seems low. Yes, but that U- Utah is an offensive minded team. They're not the defense first team that we've known over the last half decade or so since Gobert has been winning Defensive Player of the Year awards. Snyder's taken over. They're offense first. They, they led the league in three-point attempts. They play at a quick offensive pace. I thought the totals for the first three games that were all dished in the low 220s were too low. The game one pushed or went under by a half point if he got in too late. Game two and game three went way over their totals. Uh, 224 starting to get into the area where I think it's about right. Uh, but on the side, Gil... I would only bet Utah getting the points. That would mm-hmm. be the only way I would go here. The Clippers had their one beatdown game, which was what happened two nights ago. But Utah's just better than they are. I really do think the Jazz are a better basketball team. And the only equalizer here for the Clippers is Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard. yeah. And if Paul George is going to play like he did in game three, where he was actually phenomenal for once in the playoff game, that's where this series could go a little sideways for Utah. But this feels like still Jazz in six. So I would only take the
3: five with Utah tonight. I've said this three or four times now, either on a numbers game or in primetime action. So forgive me for beating the same drum. But I, I've said and I'm curious to get your reaction to this. Mm-hmm. The the Kawhi Raptors, you every night you knew what that team was about. Right. Uh, and you knew who the the you know, the the ancillary players were, how they were gonna contribute. You knew one of them would come up big with Kawhi every night. I just feel like this version, and maybe it's the coaching, maybe that's the X factor I'm not honing in on between Nick Nurse and, and Teron Liu, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but I just feel like this Kawhi team, this Kawhi Clippers, there's no knock on Kawhi himself who can at any given moment take over when he wants, but I just feel like every night it's like potluck, they're just winging it every night. Well, it's, it's
2: random substitution generator. Right. I, I mean... Boogie Cousins was was in witness protection in the first round. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's playing big minutes in the first few games of this series. Terrence Mann, who played a ton against Dallas, has barely played in this series. Luke Kennard, who didn't play at all in the Dallas series until Game 7, of course had the big game in Game 7, big game, Game 1 here. Now we haven't really seen him because he's a terrible defensive liability here. But no, you're right. You knew what you were getting out of... Van Vliet and Lowry and Siakam in that role. Yes, you have no idea. Other than you know, Paul George is going to play a lot of minutes alongside of Kawhi. Other than that, it's you have no idea who the the third guy is going to be on any given night because the rotations change.
3: Clippers are what plus one fifty five now adjusted series price. Would you? Would that interest you at all? No, I, I again, I I just think Utah's much better. Yeah. I, I really do. Would you play the minus
2: one ninety? Like I jazz? would not. No, no, because <laughs> yeah, Kawhi, Leonard, sure Kawhi Leonard's kind of in the same boat of betting against LeBron for me at this point. Where even though in the Phoenix series there were multitudes of opportunities to bet against LeBron that ended up coming home, and it could very easily happen here. But Kawhi is still the best player in the series, even with how good Donovan Mitchell has been so far mm-hmm. in this postseason.
3: Um, do you have any futures, by the way, as we go to break? Here? So
2: I have I have a bunch of Phoenix Western Conference futures from throughout the year. Oh, okay. So I have I have an eleven, I have a nine, and I have an eight. So this could be a
3: very nice Western Conference Final for me if Phoenix can get home. I mean, that Kyrie injury made Phoenix and Utah NBA title futures oh, all of a, a sudden a, a have hunt. a different feel. They're both very much alive. Oh right yeah, now. very much so. for sure. Uh, and I and I guess the Clippers as well, who I had in the finals uh, against Brooklyn, and now neither team might get right. might, not, <laughs> might not get there. We'll come back. We'll get Jeff's thoughts on uh, betting the Canadians. We'll do it with Andy McNeil, too, next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
5: to a numbers game with Gil Alexander.
3: Baseball season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now's the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander, uh, UEFA Euro 2020, Group D. Czechoslovakia two Scotland and nil, uh, in the seventy seventh minute. That was soccer talk for you, Jeff. They they, they are the Czech Republic. Remember, Czech Republic. Remember, well, remember, I said Czechoslovakia. Remember, they're, they're yeah. separate countries <laughs> now, yeah. Gil. Czech Republic. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, we were doing a nineteen eighty show here for a second. Uh, Czech Republic. Yeah, pardon me. Czech Republic two Scotland nil. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you very, very much. Uh, you're for welcome. That. Uh, you have a play in this. You're actually on Czech Republic. Yeah, I took uh, I took the Czechs. Uh, I took them pick' them.
2: so in the uh the draw no bet uh ones for those newer newer jurisdictions I, they were they were e- they were plus one oh one the uh the extra cent very important there at circa yeah uh, so i uh, took the plus one oh one on a pick uh, i was surprised I understood why Scotland was getting bad games games in their home nation, mm-hmm. but they're really not that good, so it was uh looking looking good so far, but uh Who knows? Fourteen minutes. Fourteen minutes ago, we could
3: get chaos there in Glasgow. (laughs) We could get sorry. We could get chaos. Uh, Hockey. Uh, So the Islanders take the one nothing lead on the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. They do so with a two to one win yesterday. uh, Led it two to nothing. Held on. Got the win. uh, And now have the old home ice advantage in that best of seven series. Montreal and Vegas tonight at T Mobile on the Strip. Um. So minus two seventy-ish. We'll we get minus two eighty. We'll call it here at Visa Consensus number on the Golden Knights. Canadians plus two forty on the uh, on the comeback uh, series price. What, what is the prevailing series price right now? The Golden Knights are five dollars. By the way, it should be mentioned the Islanders, the Lightning now minus one ten each. Uh, with the Islanders up one nothing in that series, but the Golden Knights are are five dollars. They're minus five hundred, Jeff. And the Canadians are plus 375. Now, this just in, this is hockey. Right. So what I mean by that is, like, for those of us where hockey is not our number one sport, we love hockey. But it's not, it's not the number one sport that we gravitate towards, to betting-wise. But it's hockey. And so the random nature of this sport, and again, it's all it for the 100th time, stats by Lopez, shout out. To, to get the same number of favorites to manifest through, to get through in hockey, as it would in the NBA, you'd have to play best of 51s in hockey. Yep. Now, I know the Golden Knights are better than the Canadians. I know they were 24 games over 500, and the Canadians were eight games below 500 in the regular season. Canadians do have this streak going, 434 consecutive minutes plus, where they have not trailed in the postseason. The record is 480, set by the 1960 Canadians. Do you want to play the plus 375? Like, do you have an inkling because it's hockey to do this? No. 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 It
2: would be an individually game basis. I kind of like Montreal tonight. So that's where I was going. Yeah, I kind
3: of like them tonight. So, and Andy McNeil, will get his thoughts on this. But what if you play Montreal tonight and then... You know, you could you could still you could conceivably roll that over on what whatever the adjusted series price was, and you'd still probably make more. They're still going to be right even
2: if they even if they win tonight. They're still going to be two dollars, aren't they? Yeah, they're not yeah. going to be a favorite. Yeah, they're, they're not still gonna be a two dollar dog. So right. I mean, yeah, you you would still get more than that. Plus, I mean, there there's four a plus four dollar prices here in town. So yeah, you're still getting better with that with a plus two forty and a plus two hundred. But look, look, Gil, it just Kerry Price is the only like that's the only explanation you have if you like Montreal in this series, like. Isn't that? But isn't but, the thing but that? But, isn't but, that all the explanation you need? But that's sometimes. exactly yeah. the hot goalie in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, look, we've seen going back in a time machine a little bit. Two thousand three, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks at the time with John Sebastian Jiguer were. Not quite as bad as Montreal was in the regular season this year, but they were not a good hockey team, and Jaguar legitimately carried them to Game Seven of the Stanley Cup yeah. Final. So, look at as you said, best of fifty-one, which is always my favorite stat when I we love get that,
3: that. Uh, because it says so much, just exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, it's it, like, oh, here, here's what it for this to be the NBA. This is what it would require. It's ridiculous. Right, best of seven, best of fifty-one, it's, and now we get like those old uh, boxing, those old heavyweight champion narrations with Jack Johnson, and now Jack Johnson enters round thirty-seven. You know, like that's when that's yeah. that's what it feels like. But,
2: but Gillah just Vegas is so much more talented.
3: Than this Montreal team is. And arguably, along with the Lightning, we're playing the best of any team.
2: Right. Well, I thought Tampa was playing better than them going in. Again, four straight against Colorado. Uh, I think some of that honestly had to do with that Vegas found a way to take McKinnon out of that series, which was awfully impressive. Uh, But just to flip to the other series, Gil, what the Islanders have done this postseason has been absolutely ridiculous because they're basically they're playing the trot style with less uh-huh. talent than every single opponent Dude. they've had so far every time and they've handled
3: that. every every challenger pretty easily and shouldn't be a complete surprise because they had a great run in the postseason the last East year finally a year ago um it's the old todd wishnev uh, thing you know part and parcel with the best of 51 which is just play dogs in the in the hockey postseason you'll you'll do fine kind of thing but every time you mention barry trot's name and i have said this before too as a guy who grew up in the Washington Capitals, a little part of me dies with that because he matters. And the fact that the Capitals were unwilling after winning a Stanley Cup to re-up him, that's like, insane. we'll pay all these other guys, but, like, paying you twenty-five million, a $25 million contract or whatever it was over the course of the contract, yeah, that's okay. We'll see you later, buddy. We've got Reardon. He'll, he'll be our new, uh, he'll be our new uh, head coach. And it's just... Now you, you see it happening with the Islanders again. And I will say this, and this I'm sort of just anecdotal, but reflects the sentiment of, of most of my Capitals fans' friends. Mm-hmm. There was a moment there where the Caps fanhood was almost exceeding that of Washington football team fanhood, which is just, in, in the history of Washington, D.C. sports, would be unfathomable right. through the Gibbs eras and, and, and even others. But, but there is some residual effect from that Trotz thing where it's like that that flirtation is no longer there. There is a little bit of you know what, I don't like how they did that guy. And this team is kind of petered out as to what well, can they Well,
2: they, they they were fortunate to get their cup. Yep. I mean that they taking care of business in that cup final against Vegas and look it, it was a decision that made absolutely no sense at the time and what he's done in New York with again considerably less talent on this Islander team than those captain that Caps team Incredible. So are you betting the Canadians tonight then? I, uh, two, I, 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 th- I think I'm going to. I de- I'm already on the under in the first period in the Mike Palm uh, homage. Okay. But uh, that I plus two forty on a hockey plus game in the Stanley 40, Cup man. semifinals. Come on, Gil, that's
3: crazy. I might have to too. Do you like the Islanders minus one ten now up a game for the series? I do actually. I might play I that. I Do yeah, I might play that. Jeff Parlay, everybody's got a run. He's got a tennis match. With Margaret, this girl. Wish I were playing (laughs) Margaret right now in tennis. Um, Because she is what? She was a D2 player, right? Yes. Okay. I would have loved to have played her. Um, Thank you, sir, as always. You're welcome. We'll get Andy McNeil's thoughts on the Canadian's bet. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the sports Betting Network.
0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
5: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd.
4: To a
5: numbers game with Gil Alexander.
3: Discover BetMGM, the King of sportsbooks. Sign up today and place a $1 wager on any Euro 2020 match. If either team scores a goal in the match, you'll win 100 dollars regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code vcn 100 When you place your first bet, new customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Twenty-one years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 to 2 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call one eight hundred nine with it Promotional offer not available in the state of Nevada. Still to come, Paul Carr on the UEFA Euro 2020 uh, tournament. Check. Republic again up on Scotland 2-0 right now. First game today. We'll get uh, Paul's thoughts on what has transpired thus far. And uh, he's got a pick today as well. We'll pretty much have him every day this week. Talk uh, Euro 2020 with us as the tournament finally began almost a year to the day that it was supposed to in the year 2020. Uh, Chrissy Andrews will join us next hour as well. And Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke in Southern Cali to talk baseball. Uh, let us continue with the discussion I was just having with Jeff Parlay, with someone who really knows hockey and can actually give us the mathematical insight, or at least his insight, if not mathematical, about it. At Digital Gambler, you can follow him on Twitter. At that, it's Andy McNeil, everybody. How you doing, Andrew?
4: You're going to make me do math?
3: No, I'm not going to make you do that. <laughs> I don't know why that came out of my mouth. By the way, this is a text from uh, one Christopher Falika. Uh, this is him talking to me. You're late oh, on the aisles. I don't want
4: to hear from Felica right now. I don't want to <laughs> hear from Felica.
3: <laughs> he, he said, just re-rack my red from the other day on the Islanders. He's right. Um, he laid the $5. So we're going to get to a whole bunch of stuff here. So I'm all over the place. But I'm just going to let you know. I, he said he laid the the $5 on VGK. He says, no way Montreal wins this series. Um I don't know if he wants me saying any of this out loud, but uh that's that's essentially where he stands on both of <laughs> I these would things. Too, but. Yeah. Um so let's start with the Islanders first, then we'll get to the the Canadians because I'm curious how you would bet this. So the Islanders beat the Lightning uh two to one. They take a one-to-nothing lead in this series. And we were just saying, Islanders, they looked great last year in the postseason. This should not really be a surprise to anybody. Um Tampa Bay, though, defending Stanley Cup champions, they had a spectacular season. Todd Wright, who's from the Tampa area and follows that team closely, has uh, been talking about them saying, you know, and I don't think he's wrong about this either, that if there was ever a back-to-back situation that could happen in the Stanley Cup, the COVID year might be the most favorable conditions to do so in terms of rest. Um, Would you bet the Islanders minus 110 here? Adjusted series up a game?
4: Uh, Well, I make it about a minus 130 in favor of the Lightning uh, still, so Mm. I I wouldn't, but... uh, it's uh, I've already got a little bit of investment here in the lightning. Uh, some exact uh, series bets. I'm looking for the lightning to win in six games, four to two. Um, but, but no, I haven't, I haven't uh, jumped on the adjusted series price. I haven't really, really shopped around. I, I see, um, I see minus one, basically, basically a pick em right now.
3: Basically a pick em there.
4: Are there some? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I, it's lightning or nothing for me. Uh, I think I think that should be closer to a dollar thirty uh, on the lightning side of things. So that's where I'm at. Uh, but uh, the light, the, the Islanders continuously prove me wrong. So I mean, <laughs> there's obviously uh, some sort of blind spot here in my brain uh, and in my handicapping process that uh, you know just just prevents me from from handicapping this team properly. I guess so.
3: Do you have any? I mean, any, you, I mean that, that's an interesting comment. I know you're sort of saying it flippantly, but is is there? Have you thought about what that might be? <laughs>
4: uh, well, it's, I, I, I've I've got some ideas on uh, as far as you know. It's just it has a lot to do with the the structure of their game and 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 how they they play teams uh, defensively. But um, it just reflects poorly in the way that my models and and whatnot look at the game. I guess. Uh, um, you know, because they do tend to give up a lot of shots and, and yeah, maybe then they're not necessarily good ones, but that again doesn't get reflected what Barry Trotz thinks is a a good shot and what, you know, natural stat trick or evolving hockey thinks is a good shot is two different things. So I mean oh, that's interesting. there are, you know, it's it's a it's a flaw, uh, and and I'm I'm well aware of it. I mean, I, I do what I can to try to mitigate uh any Financial ruin because of it, uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm I'm treading pretty lightly here in this series. I'm not. Uh, I went I went a little hard on, on the Boston Bruins and paid for it. Uh, and I'm I'm pulling back a little bit here. I
3: I understand. It's only natural um, that we let little, little things like that sort of enter our brain on stuff, even if if the numbers say something else. You had a few. Uh, bets that you considered? I'm not sure if you pulled the trigger on these uh, prior to the Islanders Lightning Series beginning yesterday or individual props. Would you care to share with uh, some of us what you were considering betting?
4: Well, I didn't pull the trigger on any of them because I live in Canada and I can't bet at uh, MGM, but uh, I I did see uh, some, you know, props that I I I thought Offered some value, uh, and they had to do with being the top goal scorer in the series. Uh, Steven Stamkos was twelve to one. Uh, he scored goals at a higher rate than any Islanders player um, has in the regular season, and only Palmieri and Braden Point and Alexander Killorn, uh, who who seems to be really heating up during this this playoff season here, um, have scored at a higher rate. So I like Stamkos at twelve to one, uh, Palmieri at twenty two to one, and Point at at plus seven fifty. Um, so I'm not exactly sure where those, those stand right now. Um, wasn't really, uh, paying attention to who scored the goals yesterday, uh, more so just, uh, looking for the lightning to to win the game at the time. But yeah, no, I mean. Um, sorry for my unprepared uh, recap. There, I was planning on talking about those props.
3: <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> they're
4: past. They're past post skill. They're past post.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, we know all about. We know all about that. Um, okay, so let's <laughs> let's go to. By the way, uh, do you have any thoughts on? We don't have game two till tomorrow night, but Tampa Bay comes in. You know, again, about a minus one eighty favorite Islanders. Not quite as much bang for your buck in Game Two. I think it was plus one seventy, but it's about I, plus one sixty now.
4: I told you yesterday. I don't feel confident that I'll be able to come out of this series with the the Lightning and the Islanders uh, ahead uh, in terms of a profit, because um, you know it's just they're they're just two teams that I've I've had a bit of trouble with in this playoff season, and, and don't feel quite confident about either or my assessment of either. Um, I feel, you know, the lightning, they're a great team, but they've struggled at times in ways that they haven't before. Uh, you know, they, they haven't looked like that dominant team, Victor Hedman. Um, it looks like there's, there's something up with him. He might be injured. Uh, you know, so I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to assess these teams at this point. And, and I'm, you know, going to try to jump in here and there, but, uh, but I'm really, this is a series that I really don't like handicapping for sure.
3: Uh, not even the total of five, nothing there.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, but what were we getting yesterday on that under five? Was it plus 130? And that plus, was, yeah, plus, plus 125. So, yeah, don't like it quite as much. I mean, it was uh, under five and a half minus 140, and you could get uh, plus 130, plus 135 um, on the on the five flat. So, uh, you know, th- th- that's been adjusted too.
3: All right, Montreal and Vegas starts tonight at T Mobile. I was talking about this with uh, Jeff Parles moments ago. <clears throat> Vegas minus 280. In terms of Game 1, they're a minus 500 favorite for the series. Canadians are plus 240 in Game 1. You get them at about plus 350, plus 375 on the series. Price will flash up what it uh, is, courtesy of uh, BetMGM. But it's right in that pocket, uh, plus 375 at BetMGM. How would you, if you had an inkling, first of all, you tell us what your handicap is here on the series first, and then we'll get into if you had an inkling on the Canadians, how would you play this? But let's start with what is what do your numbers
4: tell you? Yeah, so I make the series, uh, well, I give, I give Vegas about a 76% chance of winning. Uh, that works out to around minus 320, somewhere around that range. Um, so some value for sure betting the Canadians. Uh, they're going to be without Jeff Petrie tonight, so that is you know concerning. I think he's their best defenseman. Um, I know Shea, Shea Weber gets talked about a lot, but, but Petrie, I feel, is a, is a more impactful player. Um, and and he's probably not going to be in the lineup tonight. So that's uh, you know that that does that spells trouble against this this Golden Knights team uh, with that heavy forecheck and and all of those heavy bodies. Um, I you know Montreal hasn't played a team like this yet uh, this season. It's been a while. I mean the Leafs, despite what anybody will tell you, they were a, a very good hockey team. Um, but but you know Vegas. I mean they're they're it's a different style of hockey. It's that big. Western big Western conference heavy hockey that that has been kind of a staple um you know in that part of the league for a long time so it's going to be tough and and at plus 220 I I think there's some value there I think there's some 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 value on the money line in game one but you know shop around you can find as good as plus 240 right now and and I I think you're doing yourself a disservice to just take the first line you see um and then as far as the series price goes I haven't I haven't uh you know, I haven't gone, uh, I haven't gotten onto that yet, but um, I, I'm looking, I'm really expecting uh, Montreal to have a tough time tonight. And, you know, we'll hopefully see Vegas take a 1-0 series lead. Uh, and then I could talk myself into jumping in after that. Um, but but we'll see. Um, it's, you know, I, I think there are a lot of, there are about, there, there are 35 different combinations, you know, in, in terms of how a series can work out. You can lose the first game win the second one, win the next two, etc. And, you know, 15 of those involve uh, a, a team losing the first game. So, I mean, uh, Montreal can still win the series. It'll be tough. I think their chances will be about 14% or so or 16% um, if they lose game one. But uh, I think you'll see a, a odds that are probably double of what you should see. So that, that's what I'm going to look to do here. and And I'll look to bet game one if the price gets up around that. That plus 240, plus 250 range uh, that that I would really not be able to pass on.
3: Well, we're creeping up there, man. We're creeping up there now. Plus 240 at BetMGM. So wait a game if you have an inkling to play Montreal and then take the series price as opposed to playing them in game one, hoping that they win that and then just rolling that over on an, on an adjusted series price after game one. That's going to be muted, but you have the winnings from game one. So many ways to do it, I guess.
4: Yeah, you could do that. I mean, it's just it's it's personal preference. I think there's value in betting the money line here, and you know, possibly rolling that over on and adjust, and an adjusted series price if they win. Uh, and and you know, alternatively, I think you can just sit okay. this game out and, and hope to jump in after game two.
3: Should be fun, Andy McNeil. Thank you, Andy. As always, we'll talk to you soon. For sure, Andy McNeil. Later this week, we'll get it all adjusted. Few games. Later into both series, coming back. Jason Weingard on baseball. It's a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. 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 Game at Visa, the
1: Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land
3: Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky?